Today we're joined by two members of the Youth Cabinet who will be debating the question, should doctor-aided euthanasia be made legal? So each person will have about a minute to make their opening statement, then we'll have around 10 minutes of open discussion and debate, followed by around a minute each to sum up their arguments. So for the person arguing for um, the legalisation of doctor-aided euthanasia, would you like to make your opening statement now? Euthanasia is the act of intentionally ending a life to relieve suffering. Under English law, euthanasia is illegal and is considered manslaughter or murder. And currently people can end up serving life sentences if they are involved with euthanasia or in, if it's assisted suicide, someone could end up in prison for 14 years. However, I believe it is unethical to prohibit someone who fits the, the criteria for euthanasia. After all, death is a private matter and the state should have absolutely no right to interfere with the individual's right to die. You cannot say that euthanasia shouldn't be legalised in the UK when the only other option is for people to die using other methods which are potentially more upsetting to everyone involved rather than euthanasia which would give a set date for families and friends to say their goodbyes. Everyone should have the right to life of course but equally they should also have the right to die. At the end, at the end of the day the person who decides that they would like to die by euthanasia has made their decision. It is their body and they should be, able to, they should be completely within their rights to go through with euthanasia. If it, is in, if it is their wish, they should be able to die with dignity if they choose to. If euthanasia is illegal in the UK, why is it socially acceptable to allow pets to be put down when they are suffering? And it's seen as an act of kindness, but it is completely different for suffering humans. It is inhumane to see people suffering, knowing there is no cure to whatever is causing the suffering. So we should allow people to die with dignity because that is more ethical than holding on to every last second of a person's life, possibly against their will. Thank you. And now for the opposition opening statement. Euthanasia is morally and practically wrong. Too often, the right to die quickly becomes the duty to die. And it is not just the right to die that is in question, it is the right to kill. Accepting euthanasia is saying it is better to be dead than it is to be sick or disabled. It is devaluing the life of vulnerable people. Disabled people have said there are many able-bodied people who are suicidal or don't enjoy living, but no one is threatening to legalise killing them. The quality of a person's life should not be assessed by other people. To accept this law would be to elevate private benefit over public good. The very purpose of law is to protect the many and not enable the few, because it is the few that want to end their lives. The law as it stands is a cast-iron guarantee that all human life is valuable and should never be taken. Because there's no getting away from it that assisted suicide is killing someone. Disabled people have always felt like second-class citizens, like burdens to society and burdens to those who care for them. To legalize euthanasia is placing yet more pressure on them to do the quote-unquote noble self-sacrificing thing to relieve others. Suicide is a tragedy. To legalize it glorifies it. It actively supports it. And there are alternatives to make these people feel better, such as better funded hospices and mental health services. This is not the way. Thank you both. Now we're going to have around 10 minutes of just open debate and discussion. So if, any, if, if anybody has anything initial that they want to say, please feel free to do so. Um, so you said um, about the right to kill um, and it turns into more of like a duty. Um, I'm guessing you kind of meant that like doctors kind of may abuse their positions. But yes, this may be true, true for like the minority of doctors. However, um, 
there are other drugs and other prescriptions and even injections that doctors can already legally use to abuse their powers. But it, it is extremely rare that, uh, rare that this will happen. I know it may be easier for them to use euthanasia because of the quickness of its nature, but doctors work so hard to get to where they are. Where, where they are. And I find it unlikely that, they'll, that they will um, use other legal drugs to uh, prohibit someone from living um, when a patient can continue to live when euthanasia is still illegal in the UK. So I also believe that with that kind of thought process that euthanasia will also will be no different to any other drug that um, is already, um, uh, that doctors are already able to have access um, for their patients. And also uh, for a kind of ex example, in the Netherlands where both euthanasia and assisted suicide are legal, if the patient, but only if like the patient is enduring unbearable suf uh, suffering and there is no prospect of improvement, um, they are able to use euthanasia or assisted suicide. And um, there are a number of like checks and balances, including that like doctors must consult with at least one other independent doctor on whether a patient meets the criteria um, for euthanasia, meaning it will reduce and avoid the number of accident accidental euthanasia cases. So then it's not a right to, it's not like killing someone, it's doing what they're wishing for. It's letting them have their right to die with dignity. And um, I think that is more important and that is more what euthanasia is about. It's about people um, dying with dignity instead of more, more about the right to kill. Okay, well, first of all, it's not just about the doctors because what I'm trying to say is that in the long term, healthcare costs may lead to doctors killing patients to save money or free up beds because of how underfunded our system is. And also, allowing euthanasia is leading to less good care for the terminally ill. It undermines the commitment of doctors and nurses to saving lives only, and it may become a cost-effective way to treat the terminally ill. It discourages the search for new cures and medicines and undermines the motivation to provide good care for the dying and good pain relief. And you also, you keep repeating dignity in dying because there is this myth that euthanasia provides a peaceful, pain-free death. Yet we know that for many years, the drugs used for assisted suicide are the same medication used in death penalty cases. The very same drugs that have been slammed as experiments on human beings causing a high risk of painful deaths. Uh, an example of somebody, a quote from somebody who um, had this drug used on him, he said that he could feel his whole body burning. For example, Oregon, who, uh, Oregon, which is a state that has had assisted suicides legalized for years and years. Their, late, uh, their statistics for 2018 identify 105 patients out of a total of 168. Um, for whom it was not known whether there were any complications. So did these 105 patients for whom it is unknown have a peaceful death? Were there complications? Did they experience difficulty ingesting, seizures, vomiting? Did they scream in pain because of the excruciating burning? We won't know because the, record, the records from that form the basis of the statistics are destroyed annually, showing a sinister underlying problem here of this ableist society that we live in. Yes, that may be true that like youth, that uh, some of the things used in euthanasia can actually really hurt someone. But um, there was a case that I was reading into where um, this man had been an alcoholic in the Netherlands and he had struggled with mental health issues. Oh. And he went to rehab 21 times um, to 
before requesting euthanasia and obviously uh, euthanasia is legal in the, ne in the Netherlands so uh, he was able to receive this but what they did is they gave him like um, I can't remember if it's an injection or just a, a drug but one of the two and um, it basically cleared his veins and allowed him to kind of feel numb so then when he did um, have the euthanasia injection it was uh, painless so there are ways about it and I'm sure if we were to legal legalize it in the UK it would be it would be as as good as it can be and it would be as painless as possible and the death penalty although like we don't have it in the UK it's obviously using the death penalty I think most people are against it and rightly so because of the pain it causes to people but the death penalty is more about punishment whereas we're doing it for the benefit of one's um one's wishes basically um and then you also mentioned about palliative um I think palliative care but like why do we why what we, we can have palliative care and euthanasia as different options alongside each other because we need to be able to give um people a broad variety of choices it's their lives that they are in control of it's not something you can take for granted whilst they are living in pain against her will I know there is an argument stating that if we have euthanasia there won't be much motivation for palliative care however I think that it would actually cause mo more motivation to make palliative care the best we possibly can. And the other option is a quick death and doctors will want to keep their patients alive as much as possible. So the doctors knowing it's either a quick death or palliative care will probably want the patient to have palliative care because there is always a small chance that the patient may recover, but that small chance may not do it for um, the patient. So they may want just to request euthanasia and they, might, they may not want to suffer. So yes, um, palliative, palliative care, it can, like, it can make people feel, um, suits, it can soothe people before they do like, eventually die. But there are also flaws to it as well because some of the time it doesn't work. Um, so there's, a, in fact, research from uh, the, Michigan, the Michigan State uh, University shows that pain is common in terminal illnesses. Um, even when they're enduring uh, palliative care. More than 70% of patients with advanced cancer experience severe pain. Uh, an estimate is that over 300,000 cancer patients suffer pain daily. It has been estimated that at least 25% of all cancer patients die without adequate pain relief. So yes, while we have palliative care, it doesn't mean people aren't in pain. So yes, we, ha we have palliative care, but it also has its flaws. So having euthanasia alongside it will reduce the flaws and it will also give people a, a wide variety, variety of choices to pick from because after all, it is their death and death is like a private matter. So it should be up to them to decide how they want to die. Well, first I'd like to address the point that you make that euthanasia is the most compassionate thing we can do for uh, these patients but we need to think about the great consequences that come with it because it's not as simple as it is a very much so a case-by-case -case basis but when we have it as a big blanket solution we need to consider the fact that patients may ask or feel pressured to ask for euthanasia for a number of reasons when it is not in their best interest. Very few examples include the diagnosis being wrong and the patient is not terminally ill or the patient being depressed, which is very likely because 77% of uh, people who um, have terminal illnesses develop depression, so their decision may be clouded by depression. 
The patient may have an unrealistic fear of the pain and suffering that lies ahead. The patient is feeling vulnerable, feels they are a worthless burden on others. And the patient's request of euthanasia may be because of a passing phase of their disease, but it's likely to feel much better in a while. There are many cases in which euthanasia could be misapplied and those numbers would be much higher than the very, very few that it would positively benefit. Because the whole point of law, as I say again, is to benefit the many. We've got to think about the deeper consequences. Um, again, there are 14.1 million people that are disabled within the UK. 15.5 million people who are over 60, which is 23% of the UK's population. These people should not be pushed over the edge to make the, to feel that in a short moment of time, to feel they are a burden to society and you know feel that it's okay to kill them. Because where does this end? If we legalize this, we say, okay, just for terminally ill people, we will allow euthanasia. When does this, you know, not cross over to all disabled people or to anyone who wants to commit suicide? Because there are many able-bodied people who are suicidal, but no one is threatening to legalize killing them. It's just a case of suicide is a tragedy and should be treated as such. To legalize assisted suicide glorifies it. And there are alternatives. Whilst palliative care may not be 100% pain relief, it doesn't mean that it's not a good option because it can provide, um, it can provide and control symptoms including pain and depression. Therefore, people who consider ending their lives may change their minds when symptoms are properly controlled later on. And medicine is moving on every single day. It is something that in two years or 10 years, we don't know how far along we will be. But if euthanasia is legalized, then by that point, it won't matter because these people won't know of the things that lie ahead and could have already ended their valuable and precious lives. Yeah, so um, you mentioned you mentioned first about the, um, that euthanasia would be the most compassionate thing to do for um, people who request euthanasia. Um, and I believe this is true, you know, uh, family, like people, family and friends of the person will feel emotionally drained um, most of the time if like the person is terminally ill or going through mental health um, issues because, you know, they're seeing one of their loved ones just basically deteriorate in front of them. And that's not right. You know, the, the person is probably, you know, not feeling like their best. And if they want euthanasia, then they should they should be able, they should be entitled to have it. And for the family as well, it is just emotionally dra draining. And we shouldn't do that, you know, because if we can put, if we can put animals down, uh, like, and euthanize them when, when they're suffering, why is it so different for humans? And um, I'd just like to say that 10% of suicides um, per year um, are actually from the terminal ill, uh, terminally ill, sorry. And just because like, it may be rare, um, it doesn't mean to say that like we shouldn't enforce it because yes it may be rare in respect to like things like maybe murder or something where the numbers are so much higher but it doesn't mean to say that we shouldn't have it because there are people who do need it and would be content with having it and uh, you mentioned the point uh, which is a really good point about disabled people um, obviously there are flaws to euthanasia um, but they, people would have to meet a very strict criteria, I believe, um, that the government would impose. And they, they, I'd hope they check on it um, 
every every so often so that we so that it's not outdated because you know there are going to be flaws to everything just like there is for palliative care um so basically if the government was to impose euthanasia they would have to think carefully about how they can allow disabled people to give consent like any other person however regardless of if you are disabled or not if you cannot give consent you cannot be euthanized due to the fact that this would be a vital part of the criteria, or so I, I would believe it would be. Um, so it is vital we make sure that everyone can give consent, but to every rule there is an exception, because currently in the UK you are able to unplug someone's ventilator or life support if they're in a coma, and this isn't, this isn't considered wrong, even though there is no consent, and this is kind of borderline euthanasia, so why can't we just legalise euthanasia? And you also asked, when does this end? And I believe that if a disabled person, for example, is, you know, content with their life, then we don't have to euthanise them because, you know, they 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 have the right to life on because it's stated in the UDHR. They have the right to life. And if they are content with their life and they do not want euthanasia, we shouldn't force that upon them because it is also their right to die if they want to. So as long as that disabled person is able to be content with life then I think that's fine you know because then that's where it ends you know if people can make the can make the choice and they consent to it then we can enforce euthanasia but it's never it's never to get rid of a minority because that's just that shouldn't be the case. Okay well to counter a few points that you made you mentioned yourself at the beginning that it is mentally drained to be terminally ill and the family around them may be also be mentally drained but that's what I'm saying. This is usually because due to depression, which will pass with the right mental health care and stuff. And that this is not something that should be made due to a phase, because we believe that if this is if this is something that we can, if this is something we legalize, and people will be pushed to take euthanasia when really things can get better for them, and we want things to get better for them. The flaws of euthanasia way outrule the positives and it is quite insulting to compare humans to animals because uh, medical care for humans is going onwards and onwards in the same way that it isn't obviously for animals because their lives are not as highly prioritized and uh, I'd just like to make one last point before we wrap up which is that um, you say it's a might like I've already said and you said that it is a small amount of people that want to uh, end their lives due to a terminal illness and obviously we should still care for them and we do but the thing is of that small minority already uh, Oregon's annual government report for 2018 states that half of the people who were euthanized cited fear of being burdened as their primary reason for ending their lives it is inhumane and wrong to push these people over the edge so of that tiny number who do want to end their lives 50 percent of them cited fear of being a burden as their main reason. People who believe they are a burden for existing and it, for people to come and say it's okay for them to end their lives is wrong. We should be encouraging them to live and providing the best care we can possibly provide for them. Thank you both so much for your contributions to this argument. It's been really, really interesting. Um, now we're going to do closing statements. So the person um, who is in favor of legalising euthanasia. Would you like to sum up your argument now, please? Uh, dying is a fact of life and a profound mystery. Death comes to all, yet each person experiences, experiences it in ways that are only 
partly accessible to the family member or physician, the researcher or philosopher. In principle, humane and skillful care for the dying is a social obligation as well as a personal offering from those directly involved. If someone requests euthanasia and they meet the criteria for it, then it should be given to them. If euthanasia is legal in different countries, then we must allow it in the UK because otherwise people will travel to those, uh, those countries to die with dignity. One British person travels to Dignitas, which is a place in uh, Switzerland where um, people can, where euthanasia is legal. And they travel there um, once, once, one person every eight days to end his or her life. This is simply not fair. People should have the right uh, to death in their own country. They shouldn't have to fight for it. It should be understood that the right to die should be an automatic right. Everyone has, uh, it should be an automatic right everyone has, and it shouldn't be watered down to opting out of, a, of the usage of certain medicines because that is just simply not enough. If we do not give people the right to die, as you have argued against, then you are saying that it is acceptable to allow people to suffer against their will. You are saying that people should die in pain and you are saying that the last few days a person gets to live should be painful because palliative care can only go so far. And most importantly, you are violating a human right, which we should have, and that is fundamentally wrong. People who request euthanasia have struggled enough through their lives for whatever reason, the most, for whatever reason, the most sympathetic act of kindness you can do is allow voluntary euthanasia to those who clearly fit the criteria. Family and friends will be spared the pain and will be pardoned from experiencing the emotional drainage that an illness can cause. They will be able to have a set date to say their goodbyes to their loved ones at, who are who will be in a better condition than they would be if we continue to have laws against euthanasia because families and friends want to see their loved ones they want to see their loved ones die in the best way uh, in the best possible condition instead of looking at the disease or mental illness that has taken over a person people are not just their diagnosis and they deserve more than to be treated just as that we owe it to the person who requested euthanasia to let them die as the per as the person they have always been it is important people die with dignity and we should have no right to keep people alive against their will. Thank you so much. And now for the opposition's closing statement. In an inherently ableist society, legalising euthanasia is going to lead to a slippery slope that is unavoidable. And we can't allow for that to happen. When palliative care and medicine is coming further and further each day, there are ways for people who are terminally ill or disabled to live fulfilling meaningful lives. And they, again, they aren't, they aren't defined by their diagnosis at all. And that's what makes it important that they have the exact same rights as somebody who's able-bodied because able-bodied suicidal people are not, you know, are not encouraged to kill themselves through the legalization of them being killed. Again, the right to die can too quickly become the duty to die under this pressure. And, Euthanasia not only acts as something morally wrong, it is also against the very core of what it means to be a doctor, to save and prolong lives. The British Medical Association have made their views very clear that euthanasia is wrong and that they only want to do what's best for their patients. Because it's been rejected in the 2015 right to die bill, euthanasia was rejected and it will be rejected again and again for as long as humans realize that it is inhumane and wrong to legalize killing people. There should always be a cast iron guarantee that the taking of life is always wrong. Thank you. Thank you both for your um, contributions to this debate. It's been a really interesting one. I know a lot of people have strong views on this subject and hopefully 
you've helped other people to think about their views on this topic.